0: Hello and welcome to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And happy 25th episode.
1: What?
0: Hey
1: <laughs> guys.
0: This week we are covering The Phantom on Netflix. It was written and directed by Patrick Forbes and premiered on Netflix on July 2nd, 2021. Oh,
1: it's a new
0: one. Just from the description of this film alone, I knew I would end up being angry by the end of it. Oh, so yeah. let's just go ahead and jump right in. It, it
1: hit all the
0: so, right away, it starts off fucking horrific. This poor woman is on the phone with 911, reporting a man with a knife, and as she's on the phone with 911, she's trying to give a description of the man without being too obvious, because he's clearly right there, and in the middle of it, she begins to just absolutely scream, so clearly she's being attacked. Yeah, it
1: was pretty, she's, oof, it was hard to hear.
0: I always wanted to be a 911 operator, but then you hear stories like this happening, and I don't think I could handle listening to something like that. I would
1: never do that because I panic over, like, everything. Like, my kid gets their arm stuck in something, and I'm like, Oh my God, someone call 911!
0: I'm just very controlling, so hearing something like that and not being able to do anything, like, to stop it, just, I couldn't.
1: I do not do well under pressure in those kinds of situations. I work well under lots of, like, workload pressure, but not
0: with, like, (laughs) danger. It's it's rough.
1: I'm like, oh, you have your arm stuck in the crib? All right, we're going to saw it off.
0: But then if I see a kid fall, I laugh. That's where I'm at. Same. I mean, that's
1: just, that's karma.
0: They deserve it. So, Corpus Christi, Texas, February 4th, 1983. They don't really mention of day
1: no yeah it was kind of like I couldn't it made it seem like it was at night I looked it up
0: I will tell you at the end there is a whole website dedicated to this I spent an entire day looking through documents and audio and pictures it's intense
1: I mean I will say that I watched this twice and I cried both
0: times so (laughs) I didn't cry at all what does that say about me
1: I'm just an overly emotional person, okay. <laughs> and I was on my like, period, damn
0: it. <laughs> so I found a police report that lists the incident at eight oh nine. So it's around eight o'clock p.m. Just
1: not as late as you would think it would be for like. But you I know, think that.
0: But that time is kind of important to know because if it was like two in the morning, I'd be like, "Yeah, there's not going to be any witnesses." But eight o'clock at night, you're going to have some eyewitnesses. Yeah. And it's not too late to where they're going to be drunk and you can't trust. Because if you're going to a gas station that late at night. (laughs) To be fair, though. To be fair.
1: Corpus Christi.
0: That is true for people who do not know it is a rough part of Texas.
1: I will never go there.
0: Mm Mm-mm. So. Especially will not go there by myself.
1: Yeah. That kind of says a lot.
0: And in the 80s, like. Oh fuck No. No. (laughs) <laughs> no.
1: like the guy even said, it was, it was a little bit of like a wild, wild west yeah. kind of situation back yeah.
0: And right away, they're just throwing witnesses at us. Just boom, boom, boom. Officer Mark Shower is responding to aggravated assault at a Shamrock gas station, a Hispanic man with a knife. Kevin Baker is at a gas station getting gas and sees the suspect and approaches him. His statement is the guy tells him to back off. He has a gun and takes off towards his right doesn't say if he actually saw a gun
1: but also like
0: and if it was his right or the store's to death right if you
1: have a gun
0: that's but he doesn't i don't he didn't see the stabbing he thought they were just wrestling <laughs> uh, he said at first he thought it was a boyfriend girlfriend wrestling and then he realized oh no this is more serious do boyfriend and girlfriends wrestle i don't know
1: at work
0: <laughs> at work
1: also is is Shamrock still even around like
0: I feel like they are.
1: I haven't seen one since like the 90s, I don't think.
0: I thought our hometown had one, but maybe I don't, I don't know. At one point.
1: I think it did at one point. I don't think it's there anymore.
0: Um, We'll look it up later. (laughs) So yeah, he doesn't say if he ran his right or the store's right or I'll assume his right. Uh, Julie Arswega says she saw the suspect flee towards a field. He was 5'9", five 5'10", five with dark pants and a white unbuttoned shirt.
1: It was flapping as he ran. Yes. She, very specific she said it
0: looked buttoned, but the way it was flapping towards the bottom of it, she figured it wasn't unbuttoned towards the bottom. The cops show up and chase after the guy. They find a guy hiding underneath the truck and arrest him. Witnesses take a look at him. All ID him as a suspect. So, case closed, right? Yeah. The, just, and
1: it's like dark, and he's sitting in the cop car, and they're just like, Yeah, that's the
0: guy. Don't question, because they find this guy without a shirt. Nobody questions where his shirt is.
1: Yeah, like, and also, which I'm sure you'll get to later, he doesn't have blood on him.
0: He's also about 20 years younger, 10 or 20 years younger than, I think, Kevin says he is. It's very weird. He's also, like, clean-shaven. The guy had a mustache that he saw. It's, we get through all of it, but... um, so, the man arrested is 20-year-old Carlos DeLuna. He does have a previous rap sheet of drunken disorderly run away, running away from home as a kid. Dude, they
1: were, like, scrolling through his, like, rap sheet. And Sniffing was, like, paint. Drunk, 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 yeah. drunk, drunk, drunk,
0: Sniffing paint, shit like that. There's also a charge of attempted rape. But even in that case, there's no weapon used. Like, he's not an upstanding citizen by any by means. Any means yeah. but. Nothing would scream that this guy is going to stab somebody to death.
1: Yeah. It's just, it, it came out of left field.
0: Yeah. The victim is 24-year-old Wanda Lopez, who is a single mother to a six-year-old daughter, and she lives with her parents. And this is another one of those that doesn't spend a lot of time discussing the victim. Like, I understand these aren't about those people, but
1: they they're still murdered some, yeah. viciously
0: and just spend, like, five fucking minutes talking about their lives They're just as important, I feel.
1: No, absolutely. And especially, like, when you see, like, when I show the crime scene, and, like, there's all, oh, God, just, like, she should be remembered for more than just, like, that brief moment in the documentary, just kind of thing, you know?
0: Um, It's, yeah, it's really tragic that the murder victims are just swept under the rug. They go over her autopsy, and it's rough.
1: Also, is that guy still practicing? Because like, he looks to be like 120. <laughs>
0: Just I don't throwing know. It out there. I don't. I think they called him in okay, to go I, over I, the I, files. I
1: think that maybe yeah. I'm hoping the man is retired because he is older than dirt.
0: <laughs> She's been stabbed twice, with both of the stab wounds going almost completely through her left lung. I looked over the crime scene photos, and there's just so much blood.
1: Oh, yeah. He said that she would have been, like, slipping in. There
0: was such a struggle. Her shoes fell off. So she's just slipping around in her own blood. It's, oh, my God, it's bad. Uh, and then one of the photos, the detective's just straight up standing in the middle of the crime scene without booties on her shoes. It was the 80s they still understood back then how they handle crime scenes.
1: It was the 80s, and it was in Corpus Christi.
0: <laughs> the knife was also left at the scene, and the cash drawer, they said, was empty, but there was still some money in it. There's money on the floor. And the cops do, like, no work with investigating. Um, the crime scene photos I looked at, the knife is in different positions. Like, they moved it around to show different angles of what the knife looked like. You
1: know, not
0: Think they did like any fingerprinting on the knife or the cash drawer or like anything? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like at all? <laughs> yeah,
0: basically. Because looking at the photos, there's no dust anywhere. <laughs> it's just, it's bad.
1: Oh yeah, no, it was de- it was definitely like a bang up job from the yeah.
0: beginning. Yeah. Uh, just want to get into the crime a little bit because they sort of just speed through it so. Wanda Lopez is working at the gas station by herself, which is fucking insane to think about. The reports of this gas station being robbed before and yet they have this young woman
1: in an area that is not safe
0: by herself. By herself. Yeah. There's like, no like bulletproof you know many, glass protecting her do you or know how many
1: women have been kidnapped or murdered from gas stations while they were working alone. Like it's it is outrageous. That is one job that, like, you just shouldn't be alone for. No. Like, fuck that.
0: Like, they don't even have the protecting plastic around her. No. Like, it's, oh, my God. You're just,
1: like, come in and do as you please.
0: Yeah. Uh, George Aguire seems to be the first witness. He stopped for gas at the station at about 8 p.m., as he's filling his van with gas, he sees a man standing just outside the gas station store wearing either blue pants and a long-sleeved t-shirt or dark pants and a white shirt with sleeves rolled up. That's kind of <laughs> The man was drinking beer and playing with a knife like the one used to kill Wanda. Oh, also, beer cans were left at the scene. Didn't dust those for Prince. <sighs> So, yeah, he's nervous about the guy, so he's watching him closely. The man approaches him and asks for a ride to a local bar and offers to pay for the ride and shows George his black wallet containing a few bills inside. But George is obviously creeped out and... You have a knife, bro. (laughs) ...tells him no and goes inside to pay for his gas because these are olden times when you had to go inside to pay. He tells Wanda about the weird guy and tells her to call the police, and as he makes his way back to his van, he sees the creepy dude heading into the gas station. I don't want to blame George, but dude.
1: Why would you leave her?
0: You see this creepy guy with a knife walk into a gas station where a young woman is working alone, and you don't go in, make sure she's good?
1: Yeah, stick around, wait for the cops Stick around?
0: No, he doesn't even do that. He drives off, and when he looks back, he sees the man of Wanda struggling inside the store. So he stops further up at a bowling alley and asks the security guard to call the police. He returns to the gas station about the same time the police arrive and he IDs Carlos as the guy he saw with the knife. And then he's never asked to ID him in court, which is odd.
1: Yeah, just like that one time when he's yeah. like in the back seat of a cop car yeah. like at night.
0: Uh, We get to Kevin Baker, who had stopped for gas at the station, as he's heading inside to ask Wanda to turn on the gas pump. He spots an unshaven man in a flannel shirt struggling with Wanda and trying to drag her by her hair to the back of the store. He releases her and walks out, which is when Kevin has that face-to-face encounter with him. Wanda then staggers out, asking for help, and slumps to the ground. Kevin tries to help her and goes inside to grab... I've seen paper towels, and I've also seen, like windshield towels like like those blue i assume to staunch the bleeding until help arrives Uh, the two more eyewitnesses are john and julie arswaga they were pulling into a nearby club when they observed a hispanic man jogging towards the east in an untucked white dress shirt with the sleeves rolled up and dark uniform style pants so there's lots of different kind of descriptions because, of course, eyewitnesses' accounts are usually scattered.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, they're all going to be varying.
0: But they all agree it's this guy who doesn't even have blood anywhere on him. And the cops think it's fine I mean, like, because... was vicious, stab- <laughs> There was blood everywhere. The cops think it's fine because the way he was dragging Wanda away, of course he doesn't have any blood on him. But, like, the crime scene shows that he... It seemed like he had asked for cigarettes, and when she placed them on the counter, he might have grabbed her and stabbed her. But, like, it looks like he stabbed her over the counter. So, I don't know how he wouldn't have gotten any blood.
1: No, I mean, just... Especially stabbing
0: twice, like...
1: Yeah, like, there would have, at the very least, have been blood on his hand.
0: Especially, and then he's, like, wrestling around with her.
1: Yeah, no, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> There's no way this man didn't get blood
0: on him. And then, like, the court stuff, the prosecutor's like, would I have liked him to be covered in blood? Yeah, but it would have been overkill. Like What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> She's slipping in her own blood, and yet this guy doesn't get a drop on him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So during his trial, which seemed to happen really quickly, the murder happens in February, and in July they have the trial very speedy. Yeah. Very efficient. Carlos takes the stand, and this is his story. He spent the early evening with two of his sisters when a man named Carlos Hernandez approached them. Although DeLuna did not originally recognize Hernandez, after talking to him, he realized that they had known each other as kids. DeLuna testified he was wearing a blue shirt, black pants, and black slip-on shoes. Thereafter, DeLuna and Hernandez went to a bar named Wolfie's which that sounds like a fucking bar located directly across the street from the shamrock gas station. Hernandez says he was going over to the shamrock to buy something. So DeLuna ordered a beer at Wolfie's and waited DeLuna began wondering why Hernandez was taking so long. So he stepped outside Wolfie's to see what was going on. DeLuna could see across the street and into the shamrock and observed Hernandez attacking Lopez. Worried that people might say he was involved with Hernandez, DeLuna started walking away. When DeLuna heard sirens, he started running. He testified that his shirt was ripped clean from his body while climbing over a fence, and the rolled up bundle of bills in his pocket was from two recent paychecks. And they do have proof that he cashed in those paychecks. So any money they find on him isn't from robbing a store. Bullshit july 20th 1983 carlos is found guilty and given the death penalty because this state fucking loves death penalty
1: committed in the act of a robbery yes
0: all of his appeals are denied even though there are some questions and on december 7th 1989 at the age of 27 which even that seems really quick oh yeah he's put to death by lethal injection i
1: be okay for him to call him daddy yeah because he never really had a father figure and it broke my heart
0: <laughs> Yeah. so I'm gonna go on a little rant here I fucking hate the death penalty I don't understand why we still have it it costs way too much to kill someone and then there's always the slight chance like in this case probably that that some of those people you put to death might be innocent
1: even one wrongly killed person is too many
0: i just i don't understand how state sanctioned murder is any different Mm -hmm. except we're paying for that person to be put to death i i don't trust the government to put forth all the evidence all the cops not to lie or even defense attorneys just not doing their fucking job oh exactly Let's not even get into botched executions, which are absolutely awful. Like, didn't we just have one like a week or two ago? I think it was Oklahoma or something. Like, it's. I hate living in the state. We can't have abortions, but we can just kill people. It's amazing. It's a wonderful
1: place to
0: live. We can't even have electricity through the winter. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) insane.
1: Can't keep the power grid going, but let's go ahead
0: and... We can get flights to Cancun. Now, after this, years later, starting in 2006, two reports come out from the Chicago Tribune and Columbia Human Rights Law Review that focus on a Carlos Hernandez. Despite everybody involved with the DeLuno trial saying this dude doesn't exist.
1: Hey, he's not real.
0: And he's a phantom.
1: Yeah. Never heard of him.
0: The lead detective and the co-prosecutor are aware of this guy. They have history with him. Probably because he's been arrested a lot.
1: For things that are a lot more likely mm. to lead to stabbing a woman in a I gas I looked station. over his
0: arrest record and it's it's Pretty rough.
1: gruesome, yeah. He's done some shitty shit.
0: The Chicago Tribune and Columbia University teams discover this dude really easily by just asking around the neighborhood. Everybody knows this guy. He's a career criminal with the history of assaulting women, robbing gas stations, and carrying knives. He's also been a suspect in the death of Dahlia Salceda, who had been killed several years before. She was found strangled in her own van with a large X scratched into her back with a knife. Uh, pictures of the crime scene, it looked like maybe it was a dull knife. Because, like, scratch just looks like if you had just, like, dragged a knife. It doesn't Really look like it might have broken the skin.
1: Yeah. I just
0: thought it was really weird why he would do that.
1: Crazy. Uh,
0: They found Hernandez's fingerprint on an empty beer can in the van, and yet the charges were dropped against him. And he would later be sentenced to 10 years in prison for the stabbing of another woman, Dina Ibanez. So I read somewhere, because they don't really go into it in this, that he stabbed her it was dragging her to the backyard to rape her but her son scared him off the fuck it's really weird anyway guess what she was stabbed with a lockblade knife nearly identical to the one used to kill Wanda Lopez he's constantly being arrested while in possession of a lockblade knife while Deluna is never found to have a knife when he's arrested in fact, I read one aware arrest where Carlos Hernandez was in possession of two knives. He said he needed them for protection. Like, what need to do? I don't understand. It.
1: Obviously, in case he loses the first one. The <laughs> if
0: somebody grabs that backup. one, he has a backup one. It's fucking bonkers. And he's just going around proudly telling everybody that he killed a woman and this other dude is taking the rap for it
1: wild to me like i just i can't imagine like someone i hang out with just being like oh yeah you know i killed a woman at a gas station like
0: and this other guy is going to prison for it and
1: i'm just like ah cool like you know i once stole a candy bar from (laughs) 7-eleven i was like three but you know
0: same thing
1: yeah just like what the heck
0: the hardest part with the interviews with these women. And at this point, it's been like 30, to 35 years. And they're still struggling to cope with what they went through with him. Yeah, like, it's rough.
1: Deranged.
0: Columbia University research- researchers showed early 1980 photos of Carlos de Luna and Carlos Hernandez to numerous family members and acquaintances of the men. And many of these people were unable to correctly identify the two of them. Um, I have a lineup I'd like you to look at.
1: Is it a six pack?
0: No. It's, it's these two people, so you want to come over here and see if you could tell? Aw, man. Just a two pack? Can you figure out, like, who's who? Ah, shit. No, I really can't. So, one, six, seven, eight are all the same people. Two, three, four, five... That's Carlos de Luna. See, I knew that was c- Carlos, but <sighs> like that and that are the same person.
1: The fuck, man!
0: He's like a chameleon. But like even this and this, those don't look the same. They really don't. I thought that was bonkers. <laughs> like I had to look for the sheet to be like, wait, which one is who?
1: <laughs> That's a messed up six pack, or should I say eight? Pack.
0: That's an eight pack. so yeah it's great suspect (laughs) so let's just get his take on the case well he died of liver cirrhosis on May 6, 1999 in prison while serving time for the stabbing of Dina Ibanez which seems
1: fitting (laughs) since he liked to stab women
0: but at least it was something horrible like I looked over his uh, death certificate and it was organ failure all around so Good. he didn't go out in his sleep I don't think everyone's been told that the only audio tape we have is of Wanda calling 911 and then, which recorded the attack well it turns out there's more than that let's first get to the recording of the manhunt going over this and I read the huge Columbia Law review of it and it's <sighs> it's rough um it's very clear they're chasing two different people i think of course they are the one cop gives out nine different bolos with suspect descriptions at one point he like mixes the two of them it's kevin baker who came face to face with the killer reports him as wearing a light colored shirt dark pants dressed shabbily wearing a flannel shirt under a gray sweatshirt The other witnesses report a man wearing white shirt, untucked, and dark pants. Carlos DeLuna is arrested without a shirt, but two days later, a nearby homeowner, mowing his grass, found white shoes and a white shirt on his property. So clearly, those are his. And again, none of these clothes they tested had blood on them.
1: Which is just impossible. There's no way you brutally stab a woman, leaving blood Everywhere. Everywhere and don't
0: even get a drop on you. It it's basically like reading this. Cops are chasing one suspect and they lose him, but they stumble upon Carlos Deluna and just charge him instead. I'm reading over the transcripts. Reading over the transcripts and at one point when they're discussing the different suspect descriptions, one of the cops even says, "I don't know if it's another suspect." Like, how does that? So clearly someone realizes, hey, there may be two different people we're going after. Let's figure out who we need to go after.
1: Yeah, or just, you know.
0: And then the call we hear isn't the first time Wanda called 911. And this is when I started getting really mad. This is from the Columbia Human Rights Law Review. At 8.09 p.m., she called 911 in a panic. She immediately asked, can you have an officer come to 2602 South Padre Island Drive? I have a suspect with a a knife inside the store he's a Mexican he's standing right here at the counter instead the 911 operator Jesse Escotia, who wasn't supposed to be answering calls and just picked up the phone because everyone else was occupied quizzed her for 77 seconds because he thought she had an attitude he didn't dispatch a police car until after Wanda had been fatally stabbed in her chest while asking for help even then, he paged one officer, and when that guy didn't respond for a minute, he paged another officer. And no one called for an ambulance until the cop arrived on scene.
1: Absolutely disgusting.
0: It later emerged that the reason for her attitude was that she had previously called 911 about the same man loitering outside the door and was told to immediately call back if the man entered.
1: By then, it's too freaking late.
0: If the regular 911 operator had answered, help would come right away, and Wanda Lopez might not have been stabbed. And if an ambulance had been called as soon as this dude listened to her being attacked, she might have been saved.
1: This makes me think of the case of the woman who was at the gas station working solo, and she had called, what, like three times about a man exposing himself? And just acting suspiciously or whatever. And by the time the cops finally got around to coming to take a look, she was gone.
0: Yeah. Never to be found. Like, it's just so, so much failure to help this woman. And then as soon as they're done investigating the scene, they turn the gas station back over to store manager Robert Stange, who washed it down overnight takes an inventory, and opens the store on time at 6 a.m. the next morning. Jesus, it's fucking horrible. Mm-mm. Not even 12 hours. That's... It's it's horrible. The poor co-workers that had to report to work knowing a fellow co-worker was just murdered there. Like, that's... It's
1: uh, a job I quit.
0: Yeah. Wanda's brother, Richard, issued a statement... In June 2006, saying after carefully reviewing the information recently uncovered and printed by Steve Mills and Maurice Posley in the Chicago Tribune, I am convinced that Carlos DeLuna did not kill my sister and that Carlos Hernandez was the real murderer. So even her own brother was like, you guys killed the wrong guy. Just outrageous. I always wonder how families deal with that. Like to spend years and years hating a person for killing your loved one and then to find out that they might be innocent. Like, I don't know how you... That has to fuck with you.
1: Yeah, especially when it's too late and they've already been put to death.
0: Yeah. So I saw that her parents sued Shamrock on behalf of her daughter for wrongful death, but I couldn't find anything as a result of that. I think I saw they had a list of, like, juror names, but not a date set for it. I feel like they could have sued the fucking 911 operators. Because they totally botched those calls. That's
1: just insane. So, I, they
0: got millions. I don't think they got anything. Um, so, yeah, that's about the end of it. The wrongcarlos.net has so much information about this case. Like, check it out. Also, don't do it if you have page. plans. The what? Oh, the RonCarlos.net. Yeah, that's pretty. Make sure you have a day where you don't have any plans, because I cannot stress how much information. It's like photos, transcripts, the audio calls, um, school records of Carlos DeLuna. <laughs> like, oh, wow. It's, they
1: really.
0: <laughs> it's insane. Like, all the rest reports. That's also where I got the pictures, the lineup. Oh, wow. Like, it's intense the amount of stuff on there but it it helped a lot with a lot of stuff that I didn't get from that
1: like the the age of her
0: daughter they didn't even mention
1: yeah no the picture they showed she looked really young like a baby almost yeah Um, the documentary didn't obviously go into very much
0: no but yeah it was very informative (laughs) like it even gives a timeline for the day of like how long it took them for the manhunt and like even um carlos de luna's full day like everything he did that day it was intense
1: and he still hasn't been exonerated Mm
0: -mm.
1: even now
0: yeah when was george w bush governor i could not remember
1: i don't remember either
0: i feel like it was really short
1: it was all like Texas doesn't execute
0: yeah, 95 to 2000. So why was he even involved in this? Like, why were they interviewing him? I don't
1: know. He was like, he doesn't <laughs> execute the wrong Yeah, thing we've or. never
0: executed an innocent person. Some bullshit. Shut the fuck up. You lied about the reason we were at war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it was, it, it makes you angry. It does indeed. I'm glad I watched it, though. Yeah,
1: it was. Every time I see things like that, it just gets my social injustice. <laughs> so, I I don't know. I just it gets me like more hyped up for like you know fucking politicians and just uh, kind of thing. I don't know.
0: Just... Yeah, Casey, Anthony, you know are free. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it bye i'm sorry bye (laughs) thank you for listening to doctomy the opening music is by twisterium for comments or suggestions we can be reached by email at doctomypod at gmail.com find us on twitter at doctomypod and find a link to our facebook group in the show notes thank you